Well, hello, queens. It's me, Jeray Smith, founder of Strong Attitudes Supporting Sisters Incorporated. Thank you for joining me today for the first Vent with Fast podcast. Joining me today, we have guest speaker Christina Wilson to discuss all things self-care. But before we get into Christina's spill about why it's so important to fall in love with self, for those who don't know, Strong Attitude Supporting Sisters Incorporated is a new grassroots 501c nonprofit here in PG County, Maryland, committed to empowering Black single mothers by connecting new mothers to essential community resources and providing motherhood insight about one's motherhood journey. So what is the Vent With Fast podcast all about? A safe space where I'm offering mothers to get unfiltered and to authentically express how they feel about motherhood, the highs and the lows of being a mother, especially during these uncertain times right now. Um, the The purpose of the podcast is to have a candid conversation with those from our community about motherhood and parenting. So, mamas, let's talk about self-care. We all hear about self-care and why it's super important to take care of yourself, to love on yourself. But did you know that safe self-care is not the same for everybody? Mm That's why I brought guest speaker Christina Wilson on board with me today to show us the difference in self-care and what self-love looks like for different people. I know personally, just speaking on my own self-love journey, it was a struggle. Like it was a struggle. I It took years of bad self-talk. It took years of trying to really change how I viewed about myself before I could get into a position where I can actually say I love myself. I remember the times when I stood in the mirror picking myself apart because I didn't look a certain way. You know, thanks to, you know, mainstream and their standards of beauty, I didn't fit the mold of mainstream beauty. And so I remember being, and young, being very young, standing in front of a mirror, kind of picking myself apart. So much so that I got to a point where I couldn't even look myself mm. in a mirror. It took me years to even get into a position where I could really stand before a mirror and just say, you know, I'm made in God's image and God made me this way. Every bump, dimple, whatever you want to call it, it's all sitting in the perfect right spot according to God, the yeah. one who actually created this body. Mm. But when I say it took time, it took really coming to a realization of who I was and what I wanted for myself. Mm. I had to quickly understand that I can't love on other people or mm. expect people to love on me unless I was loving on myself. Yes. So I read a few books, yes, um, and I did a couple blogs and, you know, I had my come to Jesus moments plenty of times, but until I came to that realization mm-hmm. where, you know, I understood that I had to love on Jare first, I, all the love that everybody else was giving me was for not because no one could really get to the heart and the center of, of who Jare was until Jare understood who Jare was Absolutely. so for me that journey was really taming negative self thoughts 
It was changing the way that I talked to myself, recognizing the power that I had in my own tongue, understanding, like you hear it all the time. I'm sure at some point in your life, you have heard you have the power to speak life and death over your situations. And it sounds cliche and those who may not be believers, it might be going in one ear and out the other. But for those hardcore believers, those people who really believe in, you know, the universe, God, like the, those really those believers who really understand what that statement means, understand that that is the most truest statement that is out there, mm-hmm. that you have the power to speak life and death over your situation. Mm. Once I realized how much power I had just in my own mouth, I had I quickly changed those thoughts. When those thoughts pop up, and they still pop up, I'm not nowhere near perfect. I'm definitely not here to say that I don't have bad days, because I definitely do. But when those bad days do happen when those bad moments do happen I got an arsenal of affirmations I got those prayers waiting just for those moments absolutely and able to go into that little toolbox and say look for this specific moment I I need you to keep reminding yourself that you're beautiful in this specific moment I need you to remember to just be patient I need you to remember that you're loved and it works for me. Mm-hmm. It may not work for everybody. The affirmation thing doesn't work for everybody. Aside from affirmations, I started doing yoga, started exercising. Now that I'm a mommy, I have all the reasons to go outside because that's all my daughter wants to do is to go outside. So finding reasons to just be in nature and being present in the moment. Those were the ways that I started taking care of myself. Those are the ways that I started loving more on myself taking care of my body, being mindful of the things that I eat. I'm a big junk food junkie. Like I love my snacks. I love my junk food. But recognizing that all that sugar doesn't do well for the body, definitely doesn't do well for the skin. Um, But being able to be mindful about what I was eating, eating healthier, you know, moving my body around a little bit more outside of the back and forth mommy routine. Actually, you know, putting my limbs to use again the yoga was the biggest thing for me I remember doing it back when I was a teenager and it was a on and off thing and now I'm I'm in it like it feels so good to get down there on my mat (laughs) to really like stress myself especially because this working from home thing oh Christina let me just tell you this working from home thing is just not for me I I applaud all the everyone's who is out there working from home and their body has not said what in the crap <laughs> what what in the world is going on right now because mm-hmm. my body is hurting so that yoga being able to stretch myself out like that it just does the heart good yeah especially when you do it in the morning and you could just turn around and do it at night mm-hmm. it's just it just it does the body good yeah um but it was definitely like I said in the beginning it was definitely a struggle it was not a come to Jesus moment that was easy to have mm-hmm. it definitely took some looking hardcore looks in the mirror and recognizing that some of the problems yes like it's not just everybody else Absolutely. not treating you right mm-hmm. it's not just everybody not giving you the respect mm-hmm. that you deserve sometimes it's you <laughs> you are a hot mess the person in the and mirror. when I can realize that Jare you are a hot mess yeah then I knew how I could start loving on Jare. I knew what I needed to really work on that I can begin to love on Jare. And I can just say, I'm a work in progress. Mm-hmm. 
but I love me some Jeray. I look, I take Jeray on dates. Mm-hmm. I get Jeray dressed up. We Jeray, that's my soul sister right there. <laughs> that is my soul sister. But it took some time. It took some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I see all these self care blogs that are out there. Mm-hmm. I see all these wonderful social media pages that are dedicated to self love. Mm-hmm. There's always different activities to do, and it you know. And that's all great. All of those things are awesome ideas of how to really start loving on yourself and really taking care of yourself. But find what's right for mm-hmm. you. If I could give you any advice about this self-care, love journey, find what's right for you. Everything that's out there right now isn't going to be right mm-hmm. for you. It might not work for you. Affirmations just might not be your thing. Yoga, you just might not be flexible enough. <laughs> Find what works for you. You know, journaling might be what's better. Uh, exercising, jog, you know, taking a jog. The list goes on. And self-care doesn't have to be a traditional thing. I know from, you know, one big thing I learned, like, in work is I think the biggest self-care I do for my job is I turn that phone off at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I do not play no games. I hear that. I, it took me when I say time I was self I was the case manager of the year I wanted the case manager of the year award so that meant I had to be available 24 7 there was no cutoff and I burnt out immediately wow fresh out of college burnt out that went through four years of school to get two degrees and I was already burnt out so the biggest thing if I taught myself anything is that when I have a job that's offering me a work phone to separate my work life from my home life, oh, I'm going to turn that work phone off when work is over. Mm-hmm. Work is not going to come with me for the rest of the night, for the rest of the... Uh-uh. Five o'clock, Miss Smith is off the clock. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that phone is going to be off. You're going to catch the dial tone, something, but you are not going to be able to reach Miss Smith after five o'clock p.m. And I had to really, and I wrestled with that. That was hard for me. I remember the first day I did it, I almost, I felt like I was having a panic attack. I was like, oh my God, my clients, they're gonna need me. They, they're gonna need someone to talk to. And I realized, and if they do, they got somebody to call that wasn't you before you got on board. Mm-hmm. And when I, and for that, now it, it's the best thing. If I, I wait, I can't wait till five o'clock. I'm sorry. Like I, I love the job. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome job. It's the, I love working with people. But I understand that for me, that's the best self-care I can give myself. Yeah. I have given you a good nine hours or more of my time. Five on up, on down, it's all about me. Me, my family, and what I got going on. Yeah. And honestly, I feel so, it's one of the biggest stress relievers with this job is that I can turn the phone off. I know not to turn it off, of course, during on call. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit different, but... That's the biggest thing for me. If I could turn the phone off, and I felt I felt an honest relief, and that every day I was waking up on a fresh note versus every day I'm waking up and I'm continuing on with a conversation that happened all night long or dealing with somebody that's in crisis. So find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Whether it might not be everything that you might see again out there on social media you might read in a blog might not be for you but there are so many different resources that are out there Mm -hmm. so many different groups so many different 
avenues that you can take to really, really get in tune with yourself. And it's going to, I will say, it's going to require you to make some hardcore sacrifices. Oh, yes. Spending some real significant time with yourself. And I don't mean that in the sense of you have to be single. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you have to spend some time getting to know yourself. Mm -hmm. Because everybody knows a version of you, Mm -hmm. but you are the only one that knows the real, authentic you. Mm -hmm. And then for you to love on that you, that version of you, you you have to get to know her better than anybody else thinks that they know her. So that was my little bit about self-care, self-love. I'm going to turn it over to our guest speaker. She is the founder of Play Up My Purpose, Pump. She is a comedian and actress, and her accolades go on for miles. I would love you guys to join me in welcoming Miss Christina Wilson. And applause for you. Thank you so much for joining me. No, Jury. I just want to talk to you a little bit about your journey, about self-care and what your understanding of it is and what it is like for you. Well, well, first of all, let me just say thank you for allowing me to be your guest, first of all. Secondly, congratulations to you for choosing you. I'm, I'm feeling a bit emotional because as you were talking, you were speaking my life. The only thing that's different is that I don't have children. But I'm feeling a bit emotional because I know exactly what you were going through, where you've been. And I know the challenge of being able to get to a place of loving yourself. And I'm not going to go on and on with a long spiel about, you know, my issues and my situation. But um, I think everything you said, I can relate to. Um I grew up, I didn't know, I, I didn't have a good self-esteem. I didn't have a good self-esteem. My 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 young years, my teen years, my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, um, you know, just recently a member of the Club 50. But when I think about how little I love myself, it still brings me to tears sometimes because I'm like, wow, how could I love myself so little? And And I thank God for the gift of comedy because Comedy has been my coping mechanism. You know, um, I used to think I used comedy as a cover-up. And I don't know if that's the case, but I know it helped me to cope with my issues. And so it took me a long time. Just like you said, it took me a long time for Christina to be okay with Christina. I remember being so low that I would take a shower in the dark. I would brush my teeth in the dark. And like you said, I mean... I was nitpicking everything about me. You know, I've always had the deep voice. I've always been the taller person, the bigger person in the room. And, you know, I just didn't feel pretty. I didn't feel smart. I didn't feel valued. And so, you know, I grew up, my grandparents raised me and I'm thankful to them. They were great grandparents. But um, love was not something I heard in our household. Um, We didn't communicate a lot. And so I just grew up feeling kind of empty and then finding comedy and creativity as a way to soothe the emptiness. But honey, when I tell you I was a hot mess, you know, you're talking about, you know, we have to look at the person in the mirror. I would look at her, 
but because I couldn't see her and I didn't know her, I didn't know how to identify, right? Um, so I spent a lot of years secretly in pain, like just hurting, just not having a good sense of myself. And when you don't have a sense of yourself and you don't know who you are, you will do almost anything to get to that place to make yourself feel good, right? And so just fast forward a little bit. I don't want to go on and on about being in that dark place, but but I will say that, you know, I battled with depression for many years. Uh, I self-medicated with food and shopping and, you know, I was out there. When I say out there, I'm just going to keep it real, right? Like I was out there searching for love in all the wrong places. I didn't know how to love Christina. I never really heard how valuable Christina was. I'm not saying I didn't know that people loved me. I didn't feel it, right? And so there were years, years, years that I went just feeling um, ashamed of who I was, ashamed that I hadn't reached several, um, reached a certain level of um, uh, success, right? You know, college. I did a couple of semesters at community college, but I'd never received my degree. And that one thing made me feel like I was nothing. And when you find yourself in a circle of people who size you up, who may have that degree or two, and I can't say it was all them, it was my own insecurity, but I realized I was in some circles that made me feel less than. I had to figure out a way, how do I get out of this place? And for me, it was really turning to God. He was my saving grace. Um, he allowed me to be in great circles with people who really loved and supported me and encouraged me. And I just can't name one person. I can't name five. He removed all of the people that weren't for me out of my life. And when I tell you, he replenished my life with people who really have my back, people who really see the real deal, Holyfield, Christina. So I'm in a good place right now. But when I tell you there were deep, dark days, I never thought about taking my life, but I promise you some days I didn't want to wake up. Okay. And that's just being real. But I, I, like I said, I'm grateful for the gift of comedy that I get to um, not only encourage other people, but I get to encourage myself. And um, I'm, I'm just grateful for that. So when I think about self-love, you know, I think about being true to myself and standing boldly and confidently, you know, within myself, not having to feel validated anymore because that was a huge issue for me. Um, what I've learned is, you know, self-love is about speaking up for me. You know, I've had issues where I've let people say things to me that I would put on a face to feel to show that I was okay, but sometimes you would get ripped apart and I would just have to hold myself until I could get to a place where I would cry. And if I didn't, then I found myself harboring stuff and all that bitterness kind of started to spill into my heart. And I'm like, mm, I can't operate like this. So I thank God that I've learned how to, to be okay with Christina, how to say, no, like that's one of my favorite two letter words, honey, but the power and saying no. Do you hear me? Yes, I have to remind people all the time that no is a complete sentence. B-O-M-P-L-E-T-E. Okay, period. 
Like it, it, you know, period. You can put it in word if you if you want to test my theory. Okay. Put it in word. Type in no, and then put a period. I can guarantee you it won't be a fragment. There will be nothing grammatically wrong with it because it's a complete, complete sentence. I said no. Complete sentence. And and I just thank God for learning how to say. It took me a while. It's like you were saying when you left your work for the first time and you shut the phone off. You kind of felt some type of way. The first time I said no, it was kind of strange. And. And when I realized I had the power to say no and that I didn't have to explain to people what my no Ooh. meant, honey, you can say good morning to me. I would say nope. <laughs> that power right there. Man, there are people who, I, I lie to you not, there are people I still say that to. Like, you do not have to explain your no. Yeah. It's no. Yeah. It doesn't require a comma, semicolon, mm-hmm. nothing. Preach. No. Honey, look, I I will say it in several ways if I have to. Nope, no, no ma'am, not today. Heck no, no way, Jose. Heck to the no, to the no, no, no. Okay? Yes, indeedy, honey. (laughs) And you know, you laugh about it, but I cannot tell you, I've had people to challenge me on my no. And, And what I realized about that is that I think when you're so accustomed, because my thing is, I'm a recovering people pleaser, okay? I've been writing on this book for a couple of years, and I think I'm finally at the point where I'm not trying to expose anybody, but I have to release myself because I'm telling you, you know, I just really had an issue saying no to people. And as a believer, you felt like, I felt like I had to say yes if people ask me to serve, I had to say yes. If I went to a party or whatever, I always stayed over and helped clean. And I'm like, when I first learned to walk away, I just, I felt so guilty. But I was like, you know, I'm always giving, I'm always serving. And I don't have a problem with that, but the key word is called boundaries. B-O-U-N-D-A-R-I-E-S, okay? And if, and if you don't have them, people will make their boundaries yours okay I said no ma'am not today Mm-mm. Mm-mm. and so I'm just grateful that I have learned let me let me just say this quarantine while it's been really tough on a lot of people a lot of families and there's been a lot of deaths I'm not saying that um well, I guess I should say I'm, I'm really saddened by that fact but the other part of the equation is this having these last 11 to 12 months of quarantine. Like really God has just sat me down, sat me down to the point where I really had to focus on Christina. And when I tell you God showed showed me some things about myself, it wasn't ugly. No, it was ugly and it didn't feel good. And so during this time, I've really had time to, as Ian LeVanzan says, fix my life. So I really had to start examining myself, checking myself, the areas of pride and, you know, vanity, like just struggling with, you know, making myself over, learning how to just be okay with what I see in the mirror, whether I wear a wig or whether it's slicked down like James Brown, okay? (laughs) But um, I'm just grateful that I I have learned to be okay with Christina because being okay with Christina means I can be okay with other people. And when you're in that place that you're not okay, and I can say from my own life, I had a lot of conflict. And you said it best, you know, you think, you know, people are against you or this person did this, but what'd you do? (laughs) So 
I, I'm thankful for the growth process. I'm thankful for the people that are in my life that hold me accountable and show me when I'm wrong. But I also thank God for the people who show me when I'm winning and they celebrate me in that way. So it's been a journey. It's been hard. It's been nights where I've cried myself to sleep for weeks, for months. You know, it's been tough. But they say what doesn't kill you make you stronger. And I guess there is some truth to that. So. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much, Queen, for sharing your story. (laughs) I resonate with it on so, so many levels. Funny, funny story just this morning. um, Because you mentioned about being okay with self. And when I say I'm okay with self to the point where I'm aware what I want, I don't really care if it matches according (laughs) to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And that was a big thing for me. Like one of the biggest problems I had with trying to love myself is that, like you said, valid, trying to get others to validate Mm -hmm. me. So if I put on an outfit, I got to go ask 50 other people, do you like what I got on? Instead of being okay, looking at myself like I'm okay with what I got on. Yeah. I quite frankly don't care if you like it or not. Yeah. Um, but true story, th- literally this morning actually, because you know, kids just say the darnest <laughs> things. <clears throat> I am proceeding to get my little mini me dress for school. Mm-hmm. And I have on, you know, my little Ugg slides. I think I have I have my uh what are these? My Victoria's Secret pants, which are actually my first ever. I don't know why, don't judge me, but these are my first ever Victoria's Secret pants in my whole life. Shout out to my dad because <laughs> I thought these were pajama pants. Come to find out they're sweatpants. Okay. We're not even going to discuss why I don't know that, but <laughs> anywho, I got my Ugg slides on, I got my socks, got my sweatpants on. You know, I'm proceeding to get my daughter dressed. And I got my scarf on, um, trying to lay down my new growth. You know, mm-hmm. it's time to go out the door. And as I'm sliding on my shoes, my daughter asks me, now, mind you, she's four. Mm-hmm. She is not, like, older than that. She's four. She just has the mindset, sometimes, of a very older child. But she asks me, as she's fumbling around with my other shoes, she's like, well, I thought you were going to put these on. Mm-hmm. Um, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to wear my Ugg slides. Why? Why? Because they're easy to get on. And I just want to wear my, can I wear my Ugg slides, sis? She's like, well, I just think these will look so much better. <laughs> the nerve of you <laughs> that's an old soul I just completely four wow four only four I'm just like oh my goodness like the nerve of you little miss it's like you know what I'm gonna wear these Ugg slides and if you feel embarrassed then I feel sorry for you because I'm okay I am okay with going out this house with this scarf on my head with my Ugg slides it's okay it is okay because I'm going around the corner to drop you off right. I do not need it dolled up to drop you off like, but you know what in the same breath of saying that my partner can tell you, she just asked me plenty of times, where are you going, Jerry? Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going here. And it'd be the most simplest, the grocery store, mm-hmm. to work, to, at, which is, at, again, at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be, I'm do- I mean, I'm dolled up. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I, I'm going, there are going to be days where I'm going to look a hot mm-hmm. mess because that's how I feel, mm-hmm. a hot mess. I love it. You're going to see me look a hot mess. And that's okay for mm-hmm. me. And there are going to be days where you ain't going to have absolutely no clue that I am a hot mess. Yeah. And that's okay with me too. But learning to accept that I don't need no one's validation. Mm-hmm. The only person that's going to be able to validate me through and through is G-O-G. You better spell it. That you is better it. better spell it. 
if your last name don't end with Jesus or got something along the, the frame of, I, I guess you don't, you know, you don't have that much power the way that you think you mm-hmm. do. And again, I am not perfect. I have had my bad days. Like you said, I've had times where I've cried myself to mm-hmm. sleep. Unfortunately, like I, I wouldn't even say unfortunately, because that's another thing I had to accept is that I suffer from mental health. So I had those days where I did not want to get up. I had those suicidal thoughts, those suicidal attempts. Like I went through that Mm -hmm. because I didn't understand Jare. I didn't know who she was, what it meant to love Jare Mm -hmm. or or what kind of help to give Jare. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and it took, and again, I, I went through the social work classes and I still didn't really understand the depth of loving on me. Yeah. I teach it all day long. Mm. I tell my clients through and through, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But it took, I can honestly say even through this quarantine, it took for this quarantine to happen for me to understand what that really, really meant. Mm -hmm. I had no, I have no problem telling nobody no. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with not needing validation. <clears throat> but understanding being able to spend more time with self mm-hmm. even though it was a forced situation being able to f- really spend time with self and understanding who she was her quirks her king mm-hmm. can't tell me nothing now <laughs> now I just need to you know let go of some other stuff but you know now it's a like process, it's a process. yeah and that's all I can say to everybody is to trust your process mm-hmm. again your process will not look like my process mm-hmm. it will not look like Christina's process mm-hmm. your process will be your process and understand that the process is not ready yeah I think the one thing that everybody has messed up in believing is that your journey is going to look like an Instagram lifestyle mm-hmm. model mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. <laughs> it is not it is not there is nothing about this journey that is pretty yeah but i will i will be darned if i say it is not one beautiful process yeah to see yourself transform from being one thing or being able to look back and reflect mm-hmm. on who you mm-hmm. used to mm-hmm. that's you a know? beautiful feeling right there i um <laughs> that is a beautiful feeling and i remember when i was going through years ago and older women would say oh baby this ain't for you this is for somebody else I was kind of saying well if that's the case give somebody my bills and let them be for somebody else too but in all seriousness <laughs> though it's like um, I can finally say for the first time in my adult life like um, I'm a huge India Ari fan and she has a song called Private Party like I'm having a private party I've learned to love the woman I've become like when we first got into quarantine, it felt a little bit strange because everybody was like, oh, I don't want to be quarantined for like eight months. I was like, I was enjoying Christina time and I felt selfish for being okay. But what I was realizing was I was learning how to be okay in my own company, in my own quiet space. And it felt weird because I was so accustomed to running so accustomed to doing everything for everybody else. I didn't know how to serve Christina. I didn't know how to just be with her without feeling guilty. And so one of the one of my favorite things I do regarding self-care, honey, I love a massage. And that little hundred pound lady jump up on my back. (laughs) It's like when I get off the table, I feel like a million bucks. And, um, you know, just going back to PUMP, when we first met and talked about PUMP, the acronym stood for Play Up My Pretty. Mm -hmm. 
And so what I want women to realize is that it's okay to pump. Now, I'm not saying to change over who you are and catfish somebody, but if you got certain features, like you have beautiful eyes or maybe high cheekbones or, you know, your hair is fly or not. If you want to get your little wig, honey, I got a collection. But I'm just saying, pump, play up your pretty. Whatever it takes to make you feel pretty, to make you feel good, then do that. But also pump and play up your purpose. Because a lot of us have purpose some of us are afraid to step into it. So play up your power, baby. You know, you have everything within you that it takes to be successful, to get to the place where you want to get. If we can just get past ourselves. And I want to shout out to, um, I think her name is Peach McIntyre. She's a social media um YouTube um, sensation and I was on a call on a clubhouse with her yesterday one thing she says get out of your feelings because once we get out of our feelings just imagine all the people that we're going to impact and inspire to really pump and live their lives on purpose so as you said we can't look at people social media and Instagram and Facebook we can't look at pictures and think people have themselves together because a lot of people that do a lot of the playing up my pretty and stuff like that they have issues too so don't mm-hmm. let people fool you, honey. Don't let people fool you. And I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying, we just have to learn to be okay with ourselves, whether we're going to the grocery store with a scarf on or whether we're sitting behind the, you know, the table at home just doing what we do because that's how we do it. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, again, thank you so much for taking the time out to join us. This is our first podcast. I am super excited for our future as an organization. I'm super excited to see where this podcast even takes off into becoming. Um, If you are interested in learning more about Strong Attitude Supporting Sisters Incorporated, please visit our website, www.sassinc. O-R-G. We are currently hosting a um, makeover a mom contest. And so we are looking to honor one mother from the DMV that's from DC, Maryland, or Virginia <clears throat> with a head to toe makeover. We want to give mom the full royal treatment with the hairstyle, makeup, clothing, accessories, and a mini photo shoot. And we're looking to feature small business owners. I love to support my small business owners. I don't always have all the money my small business owners like to charge, but when I can support, I love to support. And I recognize that with COVID going on, the best thing you can do is support a small business owner. So small business owners, this is the opportunity for you, for you to gain some free exposure, for us to collaborate and you get some support, you support me, I support you, we have the world support you. Let's just give our love and support to our small business owners because they are doing it right now through COVID. I know I learned about businesses that I had no idea exist until COVID started. So I would love to continue again to show my support of small businesses. And I want to give, again, a mom from the DMV an opportunity just to feel love, to show her what self-care, self-love is all about. Uh, We're incorporating some of my favorite things. Again, I love to dress up. 
So get my hair done, being able to do some makeup and then take pictures are some of my favorite things. So I would love to be able to share that with another person, um, just honoring again, another woman, another mom. Um, motherhood is not easy. And there are times when we want to pump, we want to pump it up. Like Christina said, we want to play up our pretty, but there are times when motherhood will literally suck it all out of us. So for one day, we want to pour into this mother, whoever that mother may be, um, just with some love, some encouragement, and just making her feel beautiful for the day. And hopefully, whatever throughout that day, she it will resonate with her. She'll learn something that day that she can take with her and keep in her self-care toolbox. Um, but just for a day, we want to give one person a the royal treatment, the head-to-toe makeover, and a mini photo shoot featuring our small business owners. So to learn more about our contest, please head over to our Instagram and Facebook page. That's at The Sass Movement. That's T-H-E-S-A-S-S Movements. And that's again on Instagram and Facebook. All the details about the contest are there. You must follow The Sass Movement on Instagram and Facebook. And then you must share the flyer tagging three moms. That is how you enter the contest. But most importantly, you have to visit our website, www.sasinc.org to submit your registration forms explaining why you deserve to win our Makeover Mom contest. Thank you again, Christina. This has been so much fun. Absolutely. I have loved having you on. I love our discussion today about self-care. If you are looking for resources about to learn more about self-care, there's an awesome article by Relish. um, That's Hello Relish, R-E-L-I-S-H. They have an awesome self-care 101 practice guide with a few different things that you can do. There are, again, plenty of Instagram pages and and Facebook groups that you can join to learn a little bit more about self-care. I know being a mommy, I've joined um, uh, the Black Moms blog. It's a group on Facebook, and it's nothing but Black women pouring into each other. And that's really what Vent with Sass was really meant to be about, was being able to have these candid conversations with um, Black women, Black mothers, Black woman supporters, whatever they might look like. People who are walking with Black women, who are, you know, biggest supporter and fans of Black women, and being able to learn from them and then pouring into each other. I feel like... As black women, we go through mm-hmm. the muck of it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Like, I can spend the, the, I, I'm not even going to do it today. Because today was about self-care. <laughs> but I just wanted to do my part in supporting into our black queens. Absolutely. And queens, if there's anything I can do to make Vent with Sass more enjoyable or you have any suggestions on how we can improve feel free to send me an email comments on our instagram or our facebook but that concludes our first podcast thank you all for joining us and we look forward to reaching out every wednesday at 1 p.m for vent with that the podcast mm-hmm.